I'm Elizabeth. I'm Natalie. And this is Simplicity Beckons Podcast. Listen in as we pursue living intentionally by editing out the things that distract, inhibit, or diminish the very best things in this life. Because we believe in redeeming the beauty of every day and discovering the joy that can be found when you narrow your focus to what really matters. Join the conversation. Because simplicity beckons. Your tree looks so pretty back there. Thank you. I wasn't sure. You know, with all these Zoom calls you do, like I should know by now what you can see and what you can't see. (laughs) But I'm always like, I wonder what people can actually see when I'm, you know, on these audio calls and people can see them. It looks cute. It's it's all like framed in the corner. Well, if you can see that, you might be able to see. I have a confession And you'll have to tell me what I should do. I don't know if I have like a marshmallow beard on my face because I'm like sipping a giant cup of hot cocoa right now. (laughs) And I feel really like a little guilty because earlier this week I went to, you know, just doing like our grocery store run. And when I was there, they have all the fun Christmas things out. So I was like, oh, I'll get, you know, eggnog and peppermint ice cream. And there's this mint hot chocolate we love. And so I got it all and of course, you know, like made a big deal and everyone's all excited. And it was just like a day. (laughs) And now that we're at the end of the day, and I feel like I can finally breathe. Justin's at work and he'll be there really late. He's on call tonight. And I went ahead and made the mint hot chocolate without the rest of my family. (laughs) So I'm drinking it by myself. And I'm like, do I tell them? Do I not? So I'm just going to enjoy it. I guess I'll drink it with them. Yeah. We'll see if they notice. I bet they will. That's so funny because like right when you started saying that, I like I saw the cup like come into the frame and I was like, that looks like marshmallows. Oh, lots. Because it's one of those days. Yeah. So how are you feeling? Very nest, nesty (laughs) and very waddly. (laughs) Yeah. And just, you know, it's those final like last couple weeks of... You just don't know and everything kind of hurts and you're ready, but you're not like, it's kind of, you know, like sometimes I'm like, shoot, I still have so much I need to get done. Yeah. On the flip side, I'm like, let's just be done with this already. So I'm trying to enjoy it. Trying to not overdo it. My toddler is like so social. Like today he was asking if we could go run errands just because he wants to be around other people so bad. He just wants to get out. He does. And I just can't like, it's just too much, you know, too much for me right now to do a lot out and about. So we're just day at a time and, you know, navigating everyone and everything. And So I have two early January babies and I can tell you it is a, it is a rough time to be nine months pregnant like a whole nother level and like everyone's excited for Christmas but then you can also tell like my toddler now like understands something's about to change you know like I'm just seeing differences in him already and even the animals are like clingy like it's just a lot and I think everyone's trying to process it all and still soak it in because you know I want to be able to make memories but we're hanging in there yeah have you guys been with Christmas and work and COVID and school and <laughs> there's a lot going on. It feels, cr- it feels crazy. I would say, yeah, it just, it feels like things are kind of starting to 
to stack up a little bit where it's like, we have a lot to accomplish before Christmas. Mm-hmm. And then things will kind of slow down. Mm-hmm. Like literally Christmas Eve night on. I mean, we're going to be traveling, hopefully. But um, uh, yeah, it's tricky though, because like you were just saying, I don't want to miss the Christmas season. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want to wish it away because when it's over, at least as far as the world is concerned, it is over. Like, right. right. You know, it's like Valentine's day. <laughs> yes. You walk yeah. into the Walmart and they're on Christmas Eve and they're tearing down the Christmas stuff, and mm-hmm. putting up Valentine's day. And like, I remember last Christmas we had the TV on um, and they, they had a mother's day commercial on, on Christmas. Oh my Eve. goodness. Yeah, it was crazy. I was like, are you kidding me? Like a little early. Yeah. So we have always as a family, like the family I grew up in, we would extend Christmas on like we would have like the gifts and all that on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. But like we would leave decorations up. We would do like the movie watching and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, just a lot of that kind of thing, even have like some parties and like family stuff in the days following Christmas, which I love that because Mm -hmm. like we've just been saying, whether there's a pandemic happening or, or you're about to have a baby, regardless, December is crazy. Like the first half, like when the world is, you know, celebrating Christmas, the Christmas season. Right. Um, So it is nice because I feel like when you hit Christmas day, like the 26th, you know, you can just almost exhale. Mm -hmm. And just sort of relax and at that point really feel like you have time to watch movies and there's not all these pressing things that are pulling on you like, oh, I need to remember to make, I need to make that or prep that or take care of this. And it's just kind of like you feel like you can exhale and enjoy it. So do you guys have a time or maybe you personally have a time you always try to take down your Christmas decorations by or is it just kind of like whenever you get to it in January, you get to it? Some people are really big on like, it has to be down by this day. So classically, Christmas is supposed to last. It's supposed to start on Christmas Eve and last through January 6th, which is Epiphany, which is traditionally when the kings were supposed to have come and visit. So we always followed that as a family, for sure, just as far as like, you know, celebrating Christmas and like enjoying, like I was just saying, Mm -hmm. movies, hot chocolate. Right. all that stuff. And then after that, it was kind of like a, like a steady wind down. Like mm-hmm. it was just kind of when we had time, yeah, you know, get stuff taken down. But yeah, I am, I like for it to linger. I'm mm-hmm. not, I'm not in a hurry, but there definitely does come a point in January where you're like, okay, it's time, you know, like, yeah, it's time. let's clean the house. Yeah. Get it back in order. Things to mm-hmm. come down and, um, I guess kind of move forward with the year. But my son's birthday is actually January 6th. So he's our epiphany baby. So Mm. we like to kind of, you know, drag it out and enjoy it. Last year we did this and this year we did it as well. And I think from now on, we just will. We've learned to start like almost dragging out the beginning process of, of it too. Like one night we'll do just the tree and then like, one afternoon, Justin will go crazy on lights outside the house. Like we just try to do it in like little tiny chunks. And then it just so far both years has never felt like this overwhelming, like, okay, today all of Christmas has to be set up and everything has to be done and ready to go. 
and then we can enjoy it like, you know, like, oh, now the nativity is up or now, you know, just little things kind of spread around the house that make it more and more festive. I think that's a really good idea because like you said, it, I don't know if dragging it out is the right description, right. but like you said, it just, it spreads it, it out. it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Cause if it hits all at once and you're trying to accomplish everything in like one weekend or something, then I think it, it can feel like a lot. Just for our family, it's not realistic. Like with our yeah. schedules and work and things going on, it was just so stressful to try to find one full day to like fit it all in. And so now, now we're just enjoying, you know, putting it up slowly. And then like you said, we'll probably take it down slowly, do the same thing just in reverse. Yeah. So I thought it would be fun to kind of taking into consideration, you know, simplicity and intentionality and all that stuff. If we talked about some things about the Christmas season that are some of our favorite things, like the song, that are not actual things, like materialistic. Yes. Yeah. So I am curious to see what you came up with. I love this perspective of like trying to identify like, what is it about Christmas or this season that is so special putting aside all the things and the decorations and, you know, getting everything wrapped up. And when I think about Christmas and December and even into the beginning of January, like I love the most, and this is going to sound really cliche, but I'm coming from it at a different point, but I love like the magic of the Christmas season and not necessarily the magic that people initially think of, or maybe the cliche term that you hear, you know, like I think when you hear that term, you naturally think of like Christmas lights and the Christmas songs and movies and just like all of that fun and excitement, which are really special and great. But I think the magic of why Christmas feels so special to me is because it is that magic of like intentionality. It's like the one month each year that I feel like families as a whole, kind of society and culture as a whole, they're just like dedicating specific time to different things, whether that's being intentional with the way they decorate their house. And like we said, how they make it feel Christmassy or how they spend their time or spend their money, maybe on gifts and other things or establishing traditions. But I love that December feels like it has a set apart purpose other than all of the other 11 months of the year you know like it's just like a built-in intentionality like I don't know and there's just something that's so appealing about that and just something to look forward to and I don't know that's just one thing that really resonates with me and like you said it's collective Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because even if people don't necessarily celebrate Christmas as Christians, right. You know, or even if they celebrate Hanukkah or whatever, winter solstice or whatever, I feel like everybody likes to put certain rituals and certain um, traditions into play in the month of December. 
it's just, it's just natural. I feel like, cause you know, right. like whether you say, realize it or not. Yes. It's the darkest month of the year. Like yeah. the days are short. There's a lot of indoor time. Most places it's, it's cold. Like it's not really, it's, you're not really wanting to spend a lot of time outside doing that kind of thing. So I feel like it does, like it draws people in like mm-hmm. very literally. And I feel like it's just the time that people feel driven to celebrate. Mm-hmm. Um, right. For sure. And I know for us, Christmas has so much significance because being Christians, you know, we're yes. literally celebrating the birth of Jesus and recognizing that gift. And it's fun as a parent to pass that on to our kids. And I'm all for all the fun Christmas stuff. Like mm-hmm. I don't, I don't really view it as a distraction. I think, yeah, it's just like you said, there is like a magic to it. And I think if you're balanced and intentional, then there shouldn't be a distraction with the Christmas season. You know, like I think you can be intentional with your, whether that's your Advent readings or the conversations you're having, or I know some families intentionally keep all of their Christmas books like boxed up throughout yeah, the we year do. and then yeah. take it out. And I want to do that from now on because yes, it's great. And yes, we have had many a good nativity conversations or, you know, questions about baby Jesus in the middle of April or summer. And that's fun because he's going through it, but there's just something special and intentional. I think about if you box it up and pull it out and you're intentionally being reminded of the real reason for the holiday season. I have vivid memories of looking at our Christmas storybooks. Because they're special. Yeah. I love it. I feel like I associate, I'm sort of just identifying this about myself lately. I associate a lot of like senses with, with the Christmas season. And one thing that I really look forward to and enjoy is the first time that you turn the heat on. Yes. It's and you so can true. smell that smell, yes. That like burning that dust smell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love it. It's like, yes, I've been waiting so long for that. And in Colorado, you probably do that in like September. But in Texas, it's literally like November, mid-November. I was gonna say last week. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it was here. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I associate that with, I don't know, like I might even go as far as to say like preparing for Christmas, you know? Totally. And I think, you know, that leads right into one of the other things I had thought of when I was trying to think of, you know, what are these things that I love so much about Christmas that aren't actual things? Another thing that just draws me to this season is being able to have the opportunity to anticipate the beauty and then express creativity. creativity. Yeah. And I think that's part of anticipating beauty like there is like an odd beauty in that smell because you are associating it with those memories in the time of the year and I feel like December especially helps you notice things that maybe you wouldn't notice before and maybe it is because it's cold outside and you want to stay in but it's almost like fires are more pretty when you can have a fire in the fireplace Mm -hmm. around Christmas time and having the twinkling lights on and if it snows outside, like everything just feels a little bit more beautiful. Mm -hmm. 
And I love that about Christmas. I love that about the Christmas season. And that's why I feel so conflicted about how stressful it is Mm. because I don't want to miss it. And I feel like when I finally get to the point where I feel like I can enjoy it, it's past. Like it feels like it's, it's flown past. And like, there's something about wanting to enjoy it when the rest of the world is enjoying it, because, you know, you can intentionally carry it out longer, like we were talking about, but it's sad to me when the radio station is not playing Christmas music anymore on the 26th. It hurts my heart a little bit. Like, (laughs) I know that's dramatic. I just wish that we didn't have to, I just feel like the world is just done with it at that point. And well, Yeah. And if you're not careful, you start to create things more as like a need to fill a to-do list instead of like creating things to express creativity or to express Mm -hmm. beauty. Like I think of making Christmas cookies. That's something we love doing as a family. But if I'm not careful, that becomes like, okay, I just have to get this done because this is what we do and I have to get through the day. And instead of saying, no, this is like a chance to create something foster it with my children and pass it on instead of being a frantic to do. Let's just get this done. Yeah. It's hard. It's really hard. Another thing that I really love is I love rapping. Me too. I love it. And for me, not everyone does. (laughs) No, I know a lot of people don't, but for me, when I give a gift, half of it is the presentation of it. Like, I love to wrap things and make them look pretty. And I love to mm. present the gift in that sense. And I'll be clear that it doesn't matter to me how I receive gifts. Like I definitely appreciate it when I know that people have put time and thought into right. the representation of the gift, the wrapping or whatever. But it is like, it's like a love language thing for me to put a lot of thought into it like even I mean it sounds silly but I like to like color coordinate things like if if a gift has a certain color like I don't want to wrap it in like a color wrapping paper that's like conflicting like clashing with the gift it's it's ridiculous but it's just it's those details and those things and those presentation part of it and I love like getting down on the floor every year and just having those long wrapping sessions where you have like a movie on and just the way that I'm wired, I can almost concentrate on something like a movie better when I'm doing something with my hands, like wrapping or whatever. Like I can be completely engaged in both things. I don't know why I'm that way. And I know not everyone is because Chase is not that way. Like he has to have it one way or the other, but Mm -hmm. that's Justin. Well, in hearing you say this, I have something you gave me for our wedding that you wrapped beautifully and I have kept it wrapped the entire time and I still use it because it looks so pretty. You were so smart and gave us when we got married a utility box, utility oh, drawer yeah. in a box and you wrapped a shoe box like really beautifully and I have kept that shoe box all these years and it keeps all of our extra um, tissue paper for like gifts and stuff in it. I have it all folded in that little box because it's the perfect size. That's so and funny. You talk about that. I'm like, oh my gosh, wait, I have <laughs> one of your beautifully wrapped gifts still all these years later from our wedding. I am totally one of those people that will figure out like, you know, like the Adidas 
um, shoe boxes that it's like, like the lid is attached. And I think that's what flaps. this one is. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like a flap. Like, I will totally figure out how to wrap it where you can open and shut the box, the top. <laughs> and you <laughs> wrapped it good enough that, you know, seven years later, it still looks brand new. So that thank is so you. funny. We're getting good use <laughs> out so of funny. that. <laughs> so what's something else for you? That's a favorite thing. So talking about gifts, I naturally express like one of my love languages is giving and receiving gifts. So I think being able to have the opportunity to give gifts just really fills my cup in December. And I love, I love, love, love the years that we can just like truly surprise someone and like go all out and have like mm -hmm. a really big gift or something they're not anticipating and surprise them. Like I think of one year we surprised my parents with a really nice brand new TV that they just weren't, weren't at all anticipating. And it was just so much fun to see, you know, their faces yeah. and the excitement. And like, we had so much stinking fun giving that to them. Like there's just something about giving gifts that really fills, I would say both Justin and I are that way and we express love that way. So there's something special about it. And I feel like now that we have kids, it's added a whole other element because Graham has seen that modeled. And especially with 2020, like this year has been crazy. And I feel like we have given so many plates of cookies or dinners or had dinners delivered for friends just going through really hard times this year that now on his own, he'll say, oh, you know, so-and-so next door is really sad. Let's make her some cookies and go give it to her. And I just love that they're able to see that fostered and to be reminded that, you know, for Christmas, gifts are super fun. You know, they, they are super fun. That's part of the magic of it. But that's not the reason of Christmas. And knowing that this is a chance to celebrate Jesus's birth and just like we would give gifts for a birthday party, we get to love on others that way as well during the Christmas season. It's just been really neat for us to kind of see that blossom in him as well. Mm. I love that. And like, I think it's true because the most effective way to teach your children anything is to model it, right? you know? And I know that's, that's so obvious, but it's cool when you see it played out. And you don't like, always, you know, <laughs> so many times that we try so hard to model things and it just doesn't stick. But that is one thing I feel like this year has been kind of encouraging and being able to see it. And I know not everyone expresses love that way, you know, and not everyone even has, there's been some years we haven't been able to give really elaborate big gifts and it's been more of giving our time or right. just giving our presents and and it's going to look different year to year like this year looks very different than years past but just I don't know that intentionality of giving something to someone else brings a lot of joy in our house the first Christmas that well let's see it was the Christmas before Cannon was born so he was born on January 6th like I said so that Christmas we were real tight financially and mm -hmm. instead of buying a bunch of gifts, I did an illustration of mm -hmm. Mary and baby Jesus. And then we, we framed those, like we went to Kinko's, got them copied off. We framed them real cheap frames. 
I don't, we might've even got them at Walmart. I don't know, but we gifted those to our family. And I so often see like family members pulling those out every single year. It was significant for me when I was designing it because like I was pregnant, you know? Right. You were about to have your own baby. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I kind of walked through Advent really, I feel like understanding it on a different level, Mm -hmm. you know? I can very much relate this year of just, it brings a whole new perspective to the season and just, yeah, there's something special about it. And I think it's hard to remember to find that balance with gifts. Like it's so easy for us to naturally want to associate like a price tag with a gift. Yeah. But some of my most cherished gifts are just like what you said, like they probably cost nothing, but it was the heart behind it that meant so much to me. Mm -hmm. Or like when someone gives you something that like you had mentioned in the summer that you needed or wanted or liked or something. And then like someone, like, you know, that they paid attention and took note, you know, like those are the things where you're just like, you're like, are you serious? Like you, you totally remembered, you know, like it's so (laughs) sweet. And those, in those cases, the thought behind the gift truly is what's Mm -hmm. meaningful, Mm -hmm. you know? So I think this is such a crazy Christmas season and I don't even think what makes it crazier even is that we don't know what the world's going to look like even by the time Christmas comes around. Like totally. Yes. You know, our place is going to be shut down again, Mm -hmm. you know, is any sort of traveling for extended family going to be possible? One thing I have been hearing, I've heard more than one people say, I've heard more than one person say that they have realized how much they took family gatherings for granted because of, you know, what's happened this year. Yeah. I think a lot of people have unfortunately had to kind of walk through that the hard way this year of just, you know, everything has looked so different. Yeah. (laughs) We've had to really take a step back. And I know a lot of people are feeling that void of not being able to get together with family and do some of those traditions that maybe they've done in the past and just trying to modify and still make the best of a really, you know, what can be a hard situation this year. Yeah. And I think it may, this may sound weird, but it has really made me appreciate my immediate family, like literally the people living mm-hmm. in my house, because mm-hmm. it feels like no matter what happens, they can't be taken away from me. You know, <laughs> even if for some reason we had to have Christmas with just us, right. you know, in our house, we could still have Christmas and we could still be together. And I think it's just brought into perspective so many things that we all took for granted, like for our entire lives, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's good and there's bad. There's positives and there's negatives. I think, you know, having our perspective shifted is always good for us on some level. But at Mm -hmm. the same time, I know there's just a lot of, um, there's a lot of pain associated with it too. Yeah. Do you have any fun traditions that your family does or maybe you did growing up that you think would would be good to kind of just put out there for people to think about? And yeah. So I have one distinctly that I think of from growing up as a child and then kind of a separate one that we do now just as a family here. But growing up, my parents never put out presents underneath the tree. Like, I don't, 
at all have any memories of like looking at presents underneath or shaking them or trying to figure out what they were. And instead what they did is my papa built this beautiful wooden manger. And so on Christmas Eve, they would set out the manger at night. And then in the morning, there would be a often like Cabbage Patch Kids baby doll dressed up as Jesus in the manger. (laughs) And so Jesus, you know, was born and it would help us remember that Christmas, that's the real reason we would celebrate it. And then they would put all of our gifts underneath the manger in like the center of the room. And they still, even when we get together now for Christmases, if it's at their house, they will do it that way. And I've always loved that. And that's been really special because it really, I mean, literally and figuratively keeps the focus on what Christmas is about right there in the middle of the room. So that was a very special one growing up that we did. And now that I'm married and we have our own family, it's looked a little bit different um, just because as you know, like whatever stage of life you're in, if you're married without kids or married with kids, toddlers, babies, it's going to look different from year to year. But when we were in Colorado, I know you and I have talked about this. We would always chop down a Christmas tree up in the mountains. And even I need to find it and share it with you guys. I think it was our second year doing it. We're like up in the middle of nowhere, trekking through all this snow, hiking around. And we're like, wait, we see someone. (laughs) And they like run out from nowhere with a camera. And it was randomly the newspaper that like documented how this is like such a big deal for our family (laughs) to cut down the Christmas tree. So we have the article somewhere, which was really special. I remember that. it does mean a lot to us. And, you know, moving out to Georgia, it's very different. There are no mountains and no snow that we can trek through, but we still try to chop down a tree and we have not done it every year. Some years it's just hard to do and find a place. This year we were able to go to North Carolina, which is, it was just like a two hour drive and chop one down there. But putting all of that aside, because I know a lot of families do that, something that's very special and unique to our family is the first Christmas, and he's done it every single year, Justin will cut off part of the stump of the tree, Mm -hmm. and then he will turn it into an ornament and wood burn it with whatever was special that year. And now we've been married long enough that we have, you know, they're piling up from year to year. And so we have actually put up a second and this one's a fake tree. We don't chop down two real trees, but it's a smaller fake tree that we get to cover in all these really special ornaments from all of the Christmas trees past that he has made for our family. And it's been fun. Like now that Graham is old enough to look at them and to to see how far they've come. Like I think our first one was like a very basic snowflake. (laughs) And now Justin has really like upped his artistic skills and just wood burning in general. And he's gotten a lot better equipment to be able to do some really cool, really pretty pieces with it. And then on the back, if there's something special about the year, if it was Graham's first Christmas or something that stood out, he'll put the date and kind of document it on the ornament. And so that has been really special for us and just being able to talk through it as a family, you know, what should daddy put on this year's ornament? What is it going to look like? And then pull them out from year to year has been something neat for our family. Both of those are really cool because I had actually never heard of, I've never heard of the first one. I've never heard of anyone doing that. (laughs) Baby Jesus being born. (laughs) Yeah. 
Get you a cabbage I've heard of people. I've, I've heard of people waiting to put baby Jesus in the manger until Christmas morning. I've heard of that, but I had not heard of like, per, like not putting the presents out until then. And then like associating that with like the gift of Jesus. So that that's interesting. That's thought provoking. Um, and then I love the ornament idea because once again, I just feel like it, it's something very ten, like tangible that you can like touch and smell and feel and mm-hmm. go through the process of decorating that tree every year. And like you said, reliving little bits and pieces of past years. And I just think that will be extremely special. And how fun that you've done that every year that you've been married. Yeah, it kind of the first year was just like a fun thing he wanted to try and was like, hey, this would be cool. I've seen people make ornaments. And then it's just stuck and now it's like built up. And we, I mean, we will talk about it for a long, long time to try to figure out, you know, what what really marks this year and what really made this special. And it's it's been fun. What are some of the traditions you guys do? One of them that comes to mind is, and my parents used to do this with us when we were little, is we would um, load up in the car in our pajamas with hot chocolate and go look at Christmas lights. I have really, really fond memories of, of doing that. And that's something that we've done with our kids. Um, and that's something that they look forward to mm-hmm. because I don't know, there's just something about getting in the car in your pajamas, you know? Oh, late at night and it's dark and yes. Yes. Later than they would normally stay up. And yes. it's kind of fun because the small town that my husband's from, that's, you know, it's close. It's like 40 minutes from here. But we were living there last year, and the last couple of Christmases, we've been able to do it in that town, and everybody just goes all out decorating. Like, there's kind of one neighborhood, because it's a small town, and you can literally just drive up and down the streets, and probably more houses than not are, like, really, really decorated. And last year, when we were doing it, um, I was having pretty serious contractions that so we were driving around timing contractions to see if we, <laughs> if we needed to call the doctor. <laughs> and of course things, things calmed down. Um, but it was, it, it's fun. And it's, it's a funny memory because I had my, my phone in my hand and a contraction would start and then I would start the timer. And I don't know, it was just, I think that's something that we will try to incorporate into our Christmases moving forward. And then another thing that I've brought forward for my kids is we always had um, like those little Pillsbury orange rolls that like come yes, in a can. Yep. Mm-hmm. We always had those on Christmas morning. And then we always had like uh, little Smokies. We'd boil them. Mm. Smoky sausages. Yeah. So we have carried that tradition forward with our kids and it just would not be Christmas morning without that. And the other part that's great about it is that it's pretty easy. Like there's not a lot of intensive time in the kitchen to get that right ready. So prepper clean up and I love hearing people's traditions. Like I feel like I could talk about traditions all night because there's just something special to see what's similar, like, oh, you know, my family does that too. And then some of these different things of like, wow, how special and neat that, you want to continue it on because you've done it your whole life and it's something you want to let your kids experience too. Well, and I think it's fun that we have such young kids too, 
Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of the people that listen to our show have have young families too. I think that we can kind of pick and choose. We can get ideas. You know, we can adapt. We can try different things and kind of decide moving forward, you know, what we want to make an intentional part of how we celebrate. Right. Because not everything's going to last year to year to year to year to year. And as we're mm-hmm. seeing this year, there's going to be some years that you're just unable to do potentially some of the traditions you've done in the past. And so it's that balance of doing it, but also being able to show yourself grace if it doesn't happen every single year of your child's life. For sure. And I do think that really what's going to stand out as being significant to our kids is what we make intentional, Mm -hmm. you know, like that. I think, you know, we might only really accomplish it maybe four years out of their whole upbringing, but they're going to have a really sweet memory associated with it because of how they were made to feel and that, you know, we were gifting them our time and our attention and really, you know, putting something together to make them feel special. And the great thing about kids is that it can be very little effort and they're going to feel special. Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't have to be this extravagant thing. It's just kids know when you're being intentional with them and they eat it up like they love it. So if I could speak encouragement out into the world to whoever's listening and also to me personally, it would just be like, let's just be intentional. Let's, let's make Christmas special. Um, And I don't think that I can tell anyone what that looks like. I don't think anyone can tell me what that looks like. I think it's got to be where you're at because my Christmas is very different than your Christmas. You're fixing to have a baby, you know, (laughs) like you're, you're going at a different speed than we are. And, you know, it's just, I don't know. I think that Christmas can be special if we put the intentionality behind it. Yeah. It's that attitude of the Christmas season. Like, Mm -hmm. How are we approaching it and how are we portraying it to our children and what are we teaching them is important about the Christmas season, whether that's how we model or we speak it, but it's going to look different from family to family and from year to year. Yeah. And just being present in the season, I think is really what it boils down to. Yeah. I think I've seen that. It's probably on like one of those like lettered signs or something you get off of Etsy or something. Mm. But the real presence is your presence, you know, mm-hmm. like, right. It's really true. Like being present and just not letting it pass us by because um, it's so easily can happen. 